Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 40, Pray Now, Sister. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Soren Kierkegaard. The function of prayer is not to influence God, but rather to change the nature of the one who prays. My absolute favorite television show to watch is a series called Call the Midwife. It's a show created by the BBC, but it's available to watch in the States on Netflix. The show is based on a series of autobiographical books written by Jennifer Wirth and are a detailed account of her work in the 1950s as a district nurse and midwife in the East End of London. The show is based in a small town called Poplar and is centered around a convent called Nanata's House. This convent is full of remarkable characters that are nuns and nurses who are responsible for bringing medical care to the citizens of this poor and underserved area. Needless to say, I have wept through every single episode. Each one of the episodes centers around the nuns, the midwives, a brilliant character named Fred, who takes care of the house and is the maintenance man for the bicycles uh, because the midwives and nuns ride to meet their patients on bicycles, Uh, his family, and the primary doctor and his family who tend to the people of Poplar. There's at least one birth in every episode and countless lessons to learn about loving people and meeting them right where they are without judgment. I strongly recommend it. Though some of the issues with the families can be complex, there is absolutely no bad language or anything questionable in nature. It's one of the most pure shows that I've ever seen that isn't blatantly faith-based, which is pretty rare to find in television nowadays. In a recent episode I watched, one of the nun midwives was assisting in a really difficult birth. The mother was in so much physical pain and emotional distress, and she turned to the nun and she yelled, Why aren't you praying? Pray now, sister, not some other time when this is all a memory. The nun immediately stopped what she was doing, knelt down beside the bed, and began to pray. Needless to say, I instantly choked up and then had to rewind the scene about five times to take it in over and over again and to write down what she said. Pray now, not some other time when this is all a memory. It hit me so deep and yet in a way that also felt so simple. I like to believe that my prayer life is healthy and that my relationship with divine is strong in that aspect. But hearing that phrase, I felt a healthy dose of conviction. I started thinking about all of the times that people I love have asked me to come into agreement with them in prayer. And though I have wholeheartedly agreed to do so, it slipped my mind at times, and I usually decide to come back to it later. Hearing those words, pray now, sister, were a bit of a wake-up call and a healthy dose of conviction. 
How much time would it really take away from my life if I were to stop right then and there in that moment and lift up a prayer for my friend? What if those moments when spirit put someone or something on my heart, if I were to stop what I was doing right then and there and lift up a prayer instead of waiting for a time that felt more convenient or even if I was in a better suited environment? One of the most well-known prayers in scripture is when Jesus teaches us to pray in Matthew chapter six. Most of us are familiar with the Lord's Prayer as it's come to be known, but I believe the lead into the prayer is just as important as leaning into the prayer itself. Matthew chapter six, beginning at verse five says, "'And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The part of these verses that always stands out to me is when he encourages us not to babble on and treat prayer like a performance because he already knows what we need before we even ask it. I'll be honest in confessing that I have at times been guilty of believing that if a prayer isn't eloquently worded, that it somehow isn't as powerful. I've had the privilege of being around some beautifully educated people whose prayer sounded like poetry, and I found myself feeling lesser in their presence. The truth of the matter is that no matter how well we word things, what really matters to God is the fact that we take the time to talk to Him, that we stop when we feel His urging or when someone we care about asks for our agreement. What could happen if every believer decided that we would no longer wait to pray till a more convenient time or location? What if we decided that prayer was a priority, a time-sensitive priority? One of my favorite references to prayer made in scripture is in Psalm 141, when David says in verse one and two, I call to you, Lord, come quickly to me. Hear me when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. What if we all began to treat prayer as something of a sacrifice again? What glory could open up over us, around us, and through us if we chose to take the time to connect with God in moments or places that are seemingly inconvenient? 
I have personally made the choice in my own life to pray now, not some other time when this is all a memory. Will you join me? I want to approach prayer a little differently today. Usually, I spend time with Divine and I write a prayer that feels like it takes what we have talked about together and seals it over our lives. But today, I want to read a prayer written by another. I stumbled across this recently and I have read it more times than I can count. I would like to pray this prayer to seal our talk today, written by St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to leave you with a quote from a book that I absolutely loved as a child, Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery. Why must people kneel down to pray? If I really wanted to pray, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd go out in a great big field all alone or in the deep, deep woods, and I'd look up into the sky, up, up, up into that lovely blue sky that looks as if there was no end to its blueness. And then I just feel a prayer. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.